You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. We're back. It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Matt. Justin, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> you still feeling good, Justin? Feeling great. Feeling, feeling great. great. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. So I think Christmas Day ended up ultimately being pretty good because, I mean, like, I mean, really the Warriors game with the Grizzlies, it actually was not really, like the Warriors pretty much had control of the game throughout the mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah. But I think even though it ended in them technically, I think getting blown out, like it was still, I think an enjoyable game and watch for people. Like it was like very entertaining. Um, but I think overall Christmas day turned out pretty good when you consider that like really key guys were out on like in every game that, mm-hmm. that, that, that played. So yeah, I mean, I don't really care too much to be honest about the Knicks and the 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 the, the Sixers, but Sixers I think now have won like four in a row. Um, yeah, and are looking pretty good. So, what are your thoughts on them as a team in the East? I know you were someone who, when we did our previews, sort of thought like the Sixers could be, they could ultimately end up being maybe the best team in the East, or you know, one of them. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think on paper they have like potentially the deepest team in the East. You got a superstar in Embiid, you got a star in Harden who's been playing a lot better. Um, Maxi's a rising star, and you got pretty much a bunch of other good players. Tobias, PJ Tucker, DeAnthony Melton's been hooping for them. Shake Milton. Um, so I think early in the in the first part of the game they weren't really playing like super hard, so the Knicks just kind of punched them in the mouth. Jalen Brunson has been looking really, really good for them. So he's been kind of controlling the game or he was controlling the game against the Sixers. And then Embiid and Harden just kind of like took over Embiid. You know, they, they're two grift, grift kings. So they're going to get to the foul line. They're going to, you know, slow the game down. That's what they did. Um, I think Embiid finished with like 30 plus, I want to say, and Harden finished with a good, good number as well. Good line. So it ultimately a talent is not the issue with them. It's, Focus, it's health, it's Doc Rivers, right? Harden has been known to show up small in big games as well. And 
Embiid either can't stay healthy or just, you know, something's always going on with him in, in big games as well, too. So ultimately, I think it's matchup dependent. And I think it's can they get over that hump with them, which I don't think they probably will. But the talent is there. So that's for sure. For sure. Um Outside of the Warriors game, what was your most enjoyable watch of the other games? Probably Celtics Bucks. Um, I, I kind of like just went to sleep early on the Nuggets game. I was just kind of following on Twitter. I wasn't really watching it too close. Um, that probably would have been number one. But um, other than that, definitely Bucks Celtics. That was a pretty good one for the majority of the game. Yeah. You know, after all of these games, there was a lot of uh, MVP chatter. It was, it was the, the, the Lakers-Mavs game. I mean, it wasn't too, like, entertaining to me. But it was just interesting because it was, like, the Lakers kind of, like, dominated. Not really, but they kind of, like, in the first half at least, like, okay, they showed up. They were playing well. And then, like, the Mavs just started hitting shots, and that's it. It was a wrap. Yeah. Um, Typical Mavs. Yeah. So it was, like, but, I mean – I don't know. Anthony Davis was out. I'm not someone who's too big on either one of these teams. So, I mean, obviously, if you have Luka, I guess you always have a chance to make a little push. But I don't really see either one of them doing much in the West. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I didn't care about those games so much. Um, I was definitely, like, tuned in for Celtics-Bucks. I was rooting for the Celtics. I'm going to make this known again because some people seem to, like, not know. I like the Celtics. They are my East team. I am a Celtics fan. Um, so I'm outside of the Warriors. I'm usually rooting for the Celtics anyway. But um, I feel like with the Celtics, because Tatum had a big game. He had mm-hmm. a big game. And actually going up against all the other MVP candidates except for Steph, <laughs> he's actually like outplayed most of them and his team got the W. And yet, after last night's game, everyone's telling me Jokic is the front runner for MVP. What is it about Jason Tatum where people just don't want to like give him that kind of acknowledgement and buzz? And I'm not saying that he's a better player than Jokic, but he's absolutely worthy of MVP. And I think, in my opinion, should still be the front running candidate, especially yeah, okay. if I'm not counting Steph in there right now. You know, like they still have the best record in the NBA. They've been sort of like, they've been playing well since the start of the season. He's been playing well for the most part. Like, I know that people think he has like all this other help, but like, come on. Like, why why is he not getting like true MVP consideration? Um, I was actually just having a conversation with a group of guys about this earlier. Um, And I think people typically view this like MVP combo is like, you're only like a legitimate MVP if you're in the conversation for like best player in the world as well. Right. Is I think that's just kind of like the unspoken criteria. A lot of people place over the MVP title. It's like, if you don't legitimately have a case for being a top five or even the best player in the world, then we don't really expect your MVP candidacy because we know you're not truly more valuable than those top tier guys. Was Steph in that convo when he won in 2014, 15 for us Warriors fans, but nationally he wasn't. Um, I don't know. I mean, you don't remember the whole league voting afterwards that Harden should have won. 
yeah. lot of people were mad. They were like, that's the team. It's the system. I just don't know that people would. That's why they were willing to give a finals MVP to, to Andre. I will always like, you know, like die on this hill. Like it was mm-hmm. a cool story. At that time, the Warriors weren't looked at as like a team, even though he won the MVP. It wasn't looked at as like some team who Steph led. It was looked at as like this group of guys we're in this system where everyone's contributing and Andre Iguodala, who could be an all-star, took mm-hmm. a back seat. And like, because when they view it as like your legacy and like you as a certain type of player, they wouldn't even dare. Like Kyrie went off and to me had a case to get votes in the 2016 finals. He didn't even get a single vote. Like they don't, they won't even consider it, right? And that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I know we viewed him and I thought he was like one of the best players in the league or the best. But I don't think nationally most people did and the media did. So, but I, I mean, I think it's an interesting point that you're making. I, like, I believe you that some of that's there, but I just wonder, like, I don't know. I feel, I don't know. I feel like no, I agree. people should, like, you know, he's athletic. He is checking a lot of the boxes. You know, I feel like he's the kind of player that a lot of times people will say is better than they really are. And I just, I don't, I don't get it. You know, it's the Celtics. I I really don't understand it. No, I feel you. And I mean, mean, just talking back to Steph in 2015, I think um, that year in particular was a little bit, I wouldn't say weird, but like, even if people didn't view Steph in that light, some of the other guys who they did just either didn't perform up to that level or they just didn't play at all. Right. Like Katie missed that season. Um, LeBron, that was like his, probably his, worst statistical season since he became an MVP candidate. Um, and then other than that, who else was up there with him? Anthony Davis, who was just, who was young coming up in the league and James Harden, who was just got to Houston a few years ago. You know what I mean? So it was a different pool yeah. of players that he was going up against, even if he didn't get that individual respect that he deserved. Whereas with Tatum, you got Steph having arguably his best season of his career. Um, you got Luca, who's you know having a great season himself, Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, like all these guys who are just bona fide, super duper megastars um, that are up there putting up these crazy seasons. It's just, I think it's tough for people to be like, yeah, Tatum is just better than all these dudes. He should get it. You know, like even if his team is the best, I can see how it can be a little bit tough for some people to say that he's legitimately the the MVP of the league where Giannis and all these other dudes are also having great seasons. It's kind of like to a lesser extent, it's like how people view book. Like it's like, yeah, the Suns were number one seed last year and book played great, but we ain't giving you no MVP buzz. Cause we know you're not as good as these guys, you know, Tatum is better than book, but I think it's that same dynamic at play. Um, and it, it's kind of not fair because he is having an MVP caliber season. He's over 30 a game. He's outplayed a ton of MVP candidates head to head. His team has the best record. Um, they had the number one offense. I don't know if they still do, but all he checks a lot of, if not all the boxes, and he just doesn't quite get that respect. But uh, I'm thinking it's rooted in that that line of thinking right there. No, nah, that's a solid point. But that's just what also why it's so ironic because people fought so long to even acknowledge Jokic's greatness. And now they want to thir- throw him a third MVP. And I'm sorry, I have to say, like, you're going to give him three MVPs and he hasn't even, like, gone to a finals or one, I actually think that's ridiculous. Like if I will be very annoyed if they mm-hmm. try to give him a third MVP, like to me, he shouldn't even be in the discussion. Like he has to go and do something before we're awarding him another MVP. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. How do you have three MVPs and never, ever? I, I don't care. But never been to the finals. By the way, I don't want to hear about like who he was missing because this is why I said he shouldn't have been MVP last year. Right? Like, I don't believe in rewarding these people for like carrying a team and getting them there because there has to be like a part of actually winning, you know, like what he did was great. And I know that I might be in the minority here, but to me, that's why he shouldn't have won that year either last year, because now you keep telling me this guy is the MVP three years in a row. Yeah. And, and I've been kind of. Cause warriors looking. healthy. They not making no finals again either. Right. <laughs> You're not making it. Yeah. I find it hard for them to be able to make it, even if the Warriors aren't there in the conference finals. But, um, yeah, this is why I've been pushing for a playoff MVP. You know, part of the reason it's like, okay, the MVP, it's always going to come back to the MVP as a regular season award. And we understand that it is. But like you said, being the MVP of the league means like you're in the argument for best player in the league. And you got to, you got to get to the finals at least one time. Like, three straight years MVP and not having the type of playoff success that an MVP typically has. It just looks, it just looks a little weird. Even if he deserves it, he's definitely had three straight and he's having a MVP caliber season this year. So from that standpoint, sure. Like he he's deserving of it, but it's gotta be some type of nuance involved here. Like you can't be MVP three times in a row and losing the first round or second round three years in a row. That would be, that would just look crazy on the league. So and also, I'm sorry, like with all due respect, but the only time that I've seen y'all do something was in the bubble. And like, that's just always going to be questionable until you do it outside of the bubble. And and like, finally, there are other guys out there deserving. Like, even if you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't understand why after yesterday's game, it was, oh, he jumps to the front. He's clearly the MVP. Give it to him. Like, what? Like. I don't even think he's having that kind of a season where you can say that he just had like a few recent games. No, when I say that, meaning not that he's not having an MVP season, but that he's clearing everyone else. I don't think Mm -hmm. you can say that. That's my point. And I'm just like, yeah, he just had a few recent big games, but like Tatum wasn't slouching, you know, Mm -hmm. in that game. Giannis has not been subpar. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys are not having like subpar seasons, you know? And then, you know, like, I, I don't bring up Steph because I'm a big believer. Like your record has to be there. So while I still think Steph is the best player and was playing better than all of them, like it don't matter. And now he's hurt, you know? So um, if he doesn't miss too many games, he, you know, cause I mean, all the rest of them are going to have more games played. Most likely we'll see how the season plays out. But like, if he comes back and like leads the Warriors on a run and they do end up finishing like top three, he can put his name back in that conversation. But for mm-hmm. now, I'm just like, that's a done deal. So I just, the way people are just like, oh yeah, just give him, he's going to get his third MVP. Like he's clear above the rest. I'm like, he's not clearing guys. Like he's having an amazing season. Other guys are having an amazing season, but like y'all need to like relax. Now it feels like a little bit biased, like in the other direction and just keep giving it to him. Mm Because there are some people who want to focus 
accept that he is like the best player in the NBA, him or Giannis, and neither one of them are better than Steph. That's my opinion. Right. Um, I think this is this is like kind of what everybody wanted as far as like parody, right? This is probably one be one going to be one of the toughest MVP battles in history. Like if you go back to I think I want to say like 1967 or something like that, it's like. Here's the voting for MVP, and it shows Bill Russell averaging like 30 rebounds, and Elgin Baylor averaged like something crazy, and Will Chamberlain and Jay West and Austin Robertson, all this type of stuff. I think it's going to look something like that this year, where everybody has their own individual case and a super compelling case. And, you know, MB's leading the league in scoring, and Giannis is Giannis. Steph is crazy efficiency and all this type of stuff. Um, so ultimately, there will be so many guys with a case that I don't think that Jokic will get three in a row. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, hopefully Steph, hopefully Steph comes back with enough time to play enough games that he doesn't get disqualified from his games missed, and you know Warriors can climb up. He really can't miss too many more games though. Like when he comes back, you know, it sucks yeah. that they had rested him unnecessarily, in my opinion, he's for certain games at the beginning. Huh? He's gonna get rested again when he comes back. He's probably gonna get rested again at least. Right, and I, like they probably don't want to play him back to back. So I just I don't think he's gonna ultimately play enough games because I feel like. I mean, that's what cost him like a first team all NBA. And that better not be the case again this year, you know, because um, I feel like they're going to try to probably put Ja in there with like a Luca and put him mm-hmm. on second team again and use like games played. But those guys are not having better seasons than him. No, no. And so I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I, I mean, I know like, I mean, I don't want to say, like, because I don't really be- – I know ultimately Steph cares the most about winning, but I, I hate when people say, like, he doesn't care about those things. Of course he does. Right. Like, they counting up – because no one's going to remember, oh, he got second team because he was injured. They're just going to be like, oh, he has these second teams. Like, they're just going to mm-hmm. look at this many first teams, this many second teams. And it's I'm a bit tired of the second and third teams racking up for him because that one year where he got third team, like, I was with, but all the other years he got second team, he should have been first team. Right, clearly. And bullshit reasoning why he was put on second team. Yeah, so he got to he got to get it together. He really does. Um, so I mean, what do we think going? Well, who who would be your MVP pick right now if you had to pick MVP? Probably Tatum. Really. Mm-hmm. I like when you agree with me. I'm just surprised. <laughs> Yeah, I still, don't, I still don't think Tatum is on the level of those other MVP caliber guys as, as an individual player. But I think he's done enough to warrant MVP. Like I said, he's beaten all the other MVPs head-to-head, outplayed them all, um, except for Steph. He has crazy numbers. I believe he's averaging like 31, 8, and 4. Pretty good efficiency, pretty good impact numbers. Like the, the Celtics are still winning their minutes without him, I'm pretty sure. But they're really winning them when he plays, you know, it's that type of type of deal. Um, and yeah, best record, best player in the best team, great individual stats, head to head matchups. He's checking all the boxes at this point. So yeah, I will give it to Tatum. Well, there you go. He made the case for me, so I don't need to make it. That would be my pick too. Um, and I don't know who I would have second or third. Like I've like, you're right, Embiid, Giannis, Jokic, like they all like have their cases. But right now for me, I would be giving the nod to to Tatum in the absence of anyone else like coming on. So outlook for the Warriors, they're going to be on a home stand. And um, 
they have a chance to like do something. So I think we talked about this a little bit before and we don't need to get deep, but I know we like, we just gonna stop making predictions cause they've been so wonky, but I think they mm-hmm. understand the need. I think they understand the need to take advantage of this homestand and like try to get some wins while Steph is out. Steph is gonna be evaluated in two weeks. And that was like a few days ago, they said two weeks. So I don't think he's gonna be back for the Orlando game. Cause I think the two week time period would be the day before Orlando. And I don't know, it just doesn't seem like the lawyer, the Warriors to like evaluate him and then let him come back the very next day. Right. So I feel like Phoenix is maybe more likely than Orlando, but you really think they're likely going to want him to get a, a home game in first before going on a road trip. Right. Yeah. I think that's, that'd be ideal, but I don't think that's like the, you know, like a deal breaker if he doesn't, I definitely think he's going to be with them on that road trip and he's going to, he's going to play at some point on that road trip. It's just a question of, you know, which, which game between the 10th and the 16th, which game is it going to be that he comes back? That's the question. Yeah. um, Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I think the Warriors are going to win some games during this homestand. My hope is they got, to be one two how many how many home games do they have one two three seven more seven more okay mm-hmm. so what's the record justin after the seven <laughs> we're not gonna make no predictions whenever we make predictions they be like watch this <laughs> <laughs> so um i'm gonna just say it's, it's do you a think they will have a winning record coming out of the homestand and we're counting christmas day or are they just gonna mm-hmm. or are they gonna be under 500 i mean 500 is an option oh too. as their overall record yes yes I for think, the homestand i think they will be oh for the homestand alone they should have a winning record for the homestand alone they are what now they're what uh 16 and 18 um yeah, yeah that's so right they, they're two games below 500 yeah, so if they have a winning record, then they'll be above or at 500 by the time they go on this road trip um, or around when Steph comes back. And that's all you can really ask of them at this point. Just, you know, be 21 and 20 or be, you know, 22 and 19, something like that. By the time Steph comes back, that would be amazing. Um, and then they can reel off, uh, like I said, 25 out of the last 41, 27, 28, somewhere around there. They'd be in a good spot at that point. Okay. Well, it has been fun. I'm going to go. I apologize for some of the background noise because my parents, my family don't know how to respect that I'm recording a podcast. So guys, I'm sorry. That's just what it is when you visit your family for the holidays. But (laughs) (laughs) I will be back (laughs) and quiet in an ideal um, podcast recording um, setup uh, for the next show. So thank you for your patience with me um, for these last couple of episodes. Thanks for tuning in. We see y'all comments. Y'all like, oh, the vibes are definitely back. So we know y'all are listening. So we appreciate y'all. You saw those messages, though? I did. I did. Shout out to them. Yeah, we definitely (laughs) appreciate y'all. Keep tuning in. Send us mailbag questions. We'll we'll make sure to, like, ask for some. But it was Christmas, y'all. So we were with our families. And I'm sure many of you were, too. But thank you for the support. Download, share, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at Golden Spaces Pod. Until next time um and we will be talking to you guys soon um we got three games this week before the for the year closes so um we'll be talking so tune in for those and we'll be back take care